see the demon in you It doesn't wanna come out and play I can see the demon in you Who doesn't wanna come out and play Everybody say fuck this shit Fuck this shit Fuck this shit your boy Dre back again with another episode of the Fuck This Shit Podcast. As always, we jump this shit off the same. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for liking and following all the social medias. If you're not already following the social medias, you can find us on Facebook at FTS Podcast, on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit at Fuck This Shit Pod. Thank you for following on your streaming platforms, whether you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, whatever you listen to this on, that little follow button at the top to make sure you get the notifications each week. Thank you so much for having that clicked. And for those of you who pay $4.99 each month to get access to that extra episode every week, show support to the podcast and in truth, man, y'all find what keeps this whole thing going, uh, the utmost appreciation to each and every one of y'all. Um, oh, this week has been has been chill, bro. Like, I know y'all see that the the mask the mask mandates have pretty much been lifted everywhere. Like at people's jobs, like pretty much everywhere you starting to see that you don't got to wear a mask no more. And at my jobs, we haven't been able, or we haven't had to wear them for like a week or so now. But I was holding back, y'all. I was holding back because, like, I work in service to other people, and it's still people who come in there with their mask on. So I almost feel like I'm just trying to respect how they may feel by wearing my mask while I'm while I'm on the clock, right? Because when I'm in a grocery store and shit, I don't wear it. I'm vaccinated, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't wear it anymore. But... I mean, I finally decided. Honestly, what happened was I had my own mask. I got these little black masks and I I forgot to have one in the car today on the way to work. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going in with no mask today. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I don't have to wear, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just, I'm going to go to work normal. And I had forgotten about something, y'all. To be, to be honest with you. It just didn't really occur to me because I hadn't really been dealing with it in the same way that, you know, I had been for my whole life, really. But, y'all, I haven't really smelled nobody else's breath in two and a half years, bro. Like, and I'm not saying, like, the craziest thing about it is, y'all, is that, like, everybody breath don't even stink, like, just, like, stink. But it still smell like breath. Like, and people just be breathing all heavy, talking with the back of their throat. Just, hi, how are you? Just ex- all this. Oh, my goodness. Some people are like, when they talk to you, it feels like somebody's letting the air out of a balloon, like, nearby you. Because you can, like, really, like, feel the air is being thrust into the air around you. And I just, I don't know. I think I'm going to start wearing my mask again at work because it's just, it's gross to me. It's like, 
when you when I can smell your breath, that means that your breath is like actually in my lungs because I'm inhaling it and I can smell it. Like you're you're like I'm not like when I when I know people, and this is why I know I just think I'm gonna put the mask back on, y'all. Because I didn't encounter a single person today whose breath just outright stunk. Like, it wasn't that. It was just, ugh, though. It was still gross. And I haven't had to deal with that in years. I didn't realize how great it was just being in my own mask. Like, just me and my breath and nobody else's because everybody else it's overwhelming y'all it was times today where I was really really becoming upset with my surroundings and not wanting to have conversations and just I just left work feeling like I needed to take a shower and I work at both of my jobs today so I got to smell 38 different breasts today. I uh, it was just like going to the the wine tour of breath. I was it was just so just oh my god. I don't know if I'm tripping. I never fancy myself to be a motherfucker with super smell or nothing like that, but just today I really I really might start making commercials for N95 because I just see I don't I don't know if it keep niggas from getting sick or not, but what I do know is that it was preserving my peace in a way that it's being violated now. Now people can be having conversations all next to me and shit like that. And it's just man no. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. But whatever. I'm not gonna let that shit kill my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here trying to get this bag up. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, that's that's all that's going down. I don't really have much more to say on that. I'm gonna give a quick little break. We're gonna do the first little break. We're gonna go straight into the real nigga story time. Nigga story time. Real nigga story time. So on the last paid episode, I told all those all the subscribers, everybody who paid a little four ninety nine a month, you know what I'm saying? Which you can all you can always access that it's a link inside the show description. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, but for real, uh, I there was a real nigga story time in the last bonus episode about when I used to work at the car dealership when I was eighteen. About a cat I used to work with named Steve. And uh, unless you pay that $4.99, you'll never get to hear the story about Steve because it's embarrassing as fuck. And yeah, I'm not doing that. So anyway, uh, but I met a lot of interesting people at the car dealership. And so one thing, if you a new follower of the podcast if you haven't been here for a while um and you're not a member of the black community and i say this because if you're a member of the black community we all have a crackhead uncle um with the opioid crisis crisis y'all have crackhead relatives too but as i had told y'all in ohio episode if you haven't listened i've noticed that the white community's uh drug addiction occurs at a much younger age it appears 
Um, our crackheads are usually our uncles and aunts. Your crackheads are usually your brothers, sisters, and cousins, which is like weird to me. I thought it was weird when I lived in Ohio and I saw all these 22-year-olds homeless on the side of the street because they were strung out on heroin. I was like, whoa, this is like, I'm not saying that people don't get strung out on drugs. I'm just saying 22. You're supposed to still be kind of floating. You're supposed to like really, your family's not supposed to know you're a crackhead until your 30s. At least that's the way it's like late 20s, right? I don't know. I guess it's just different, different strokes for different folks. No, whatever. But anyway, my crackhead uncle sold cars. And because my crackhead uncle sold cars, we knew that in car dealerships, there's like a good amount of drug addiction that goes on. And these niggas be strung out and then they get, get back right and then start working again and jump from dealership to dealership or whatever. It's just, you know, a tangled web of crackhead weavery. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, this is something that we knew. And I've told y'all about, you know, I used to think my uncle was rich because he would always get new cars. But he wasn't getting new cars. He was, like, getting strung out for weeks at a time, selling all his stuff to include his car. Like, giving his car to drug dealers and shit like that. And then he had to go get another car. Once he got clean and started working again and got a little bit of bread. So, I say all that, you know, because this gives the story some grounding if you haven't been with us for a while. You know, it's just a few keynotes. So, now I'm 18 years old working at this car dealership. And I'm meeting all these grown-ass men who work in this car dealership with me. And they've all got their different personalities. And I meet different people through them. And we all have our hijinks and things like that. You know, just like any car environment or any any work environment. But, um, you know, I'm 18 years old. And these niggas are grown. So, in truth, I really am super naive in a lot of these situations. And I'm just kind of, you know... Going with the flow type shit, you know, trying to figure life out. I'm 18, you know, I'm trying to figure out life. Uh, So one of the people I meet at the dealership is Dave. I've already been working there for a month or so when Dave shows up. You know, my first month I did really well. I sold like 12, 13 cars and I got there on like the 10th or something like that. Uh, Young kid, you know, like it. it if anyone here is listening to this who knows someone who's worked in a car dealership or you worked in a car dealership in a, in a size town that we lived in to sell that amount of cars for my first month ever to be that young, that was impressive. Motherfuckers was like, okay, this little nigga got potential type shit. So niggas was showing me a little bit of love, but they were still really little nigga in me all the time, always treating me like a little nigga and shit. And then... There's aspects of the job that are just not for 18 year old. Like you want me to cold call people and be like, you know, hey, uh, you want to come back and buy another car type shit? Like, I don't know how to do that. And you want me to sit here? Is there certain things about the about being a professional that I didn't understand? Um, And then also all the people around me, they're not really professionals. I don't feel like I'm like they're all like hustlers in their own way. And I'm just trying to find out where I fit type shit. Well, anyway. By the time Dave comes, I've kind of got a little bit of stride, but not a lot. And he's like a seasoned car salesman. He's sold cars at a bunch of different places. And he comes in hot. I mean, he's on the lot get, getting people in. Da, 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 da. You know, he's I'm watching him work. I'm like, man, he's good. You know what I'm saying? He's selling the shit out of these cars. 
and you know he fucks with me or whatever and i told y'all everybody up there is so much older than me but they be little homie in me but dave just kind of fucked with me he was like no nah, you a, you a cool little nigga you know what i'm saying like you got potential you're saying whatever whatever also somehow in conversation it comes up that dave thinks he knows my uncle which is a red flag you know i'm just like it's not a bright red flag because my uncle has worked at a lot of car dealerships and dave was saying he had worked at a lot of car dealerships which was now like 30 year old dre is like okay no these are the same red flag but anyway um I'm just thinking, you know, they must have encountered each other at one of their dealerships or whatever, whatever. But anyway, Dave's, you know, he, he's treating me like a peer, not like a kid. So I'm like gravitating towards Dave a little more or whatever. Um, and, you know, Dave smokes and Dave drinks, whatever. So at some point, he ends up like coming to my house. He comes to my apartment to just kick it or whatever, like. You know, we was probably, if I'm being honest, I'm probably talking to him or whatever. Like, he's also like, what you be doing? I'm like, shit, kicking it with a bunch of bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking, this this 18-year-old me, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing. It be me, the homies, you know what I'm saying? A bunch of hoes at the crib, you know? We got a kind of player made up there. Got a little pool table, you know what I'm saying? We got the little flat screen. We got this, we got that. You know, I'm trying to be cool for an older nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, I'm flexing. And this is, I'm really assuming, because I don't really remember how he ended up coming through, but I feel like that's what it was. He was like, oh, you know, I, I'll come by, you know, one, one of these days and 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 smoke with you or drink a little bit or something like that. And this nigga's like 38, 40. Like, he has no reason to want to kick it with no 18-year-old. But, in, but when you're 18, you don't, I mean, until, I won't say when you're 18. Until you experience something that makes you realize that niggas like that is always something wrong with them type shit, like quote unquote, uh, it's always something up. If if you a grown ass nigga who want to kick it with kids, it's a reason why grown niggas don't want to kick it with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to be over here type shit? Uh, but came through and. He brought his homie and that's it. I want, I felt like they had brought some weird bitch through there too. And they might have, and I'm sorry, you know, I went back to the, I'm, I'm, I'm going back in time y'all to try and remember the story to tell y'all. So like my vocabulary is drifting back into like pre, you know what I'm saying? Elevated Dre. So I know it's been a lot of bitches thrown out in there, but I mean, for accuracy to the time frame. It's like when you watch a period piece. This is like watching Django. The white people are saying nigga. But like Leonardo DiCaprio don't say nigga at the crib. You know what I'm saying? That's what, So that's what these bitches are like. Anyway. um, He comes through and we sip a little bit or whatever. And then like. They end up leaving. And my vibe. My, my takeaway from the whole thing is like man this motherfucker is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's up with this nigga, but he weird. And and I've also come to learn this in my travels. Motherfuckers who do drugs but don't really smoke weed like that, they do drugs. Just go ahead and notice. I figure, like, if you've been listening this long enough now, you kind of get an idea as to where this might be going a little bit. You feel what I'm saying? If a motherfucker... <laughs> 
tell you he smoked weed. And then when you start smoking with him, they only want to smoke a little bit of the weed, but they'll like keep drinking and like they like down and keep kicking it, but they just don't want to smoke no more weed. It's because they drug addicts. And I, I'm telling you, bro, like other people just won't smoke the weed. Other people would be like, I'm just not really a smoker. You know what I'm saying? We could just drink and we could just kick it. Y'all can smoke. And then maybe they'll smoke at the very end of the night. Those aren't crackheads. But if a motherfucker come to your house, hit your weed two or three times and then be like, yeah, this doesn't do it for me. It's because that doesn't do it for them. And that's just my estimation of the situation. Anyway, them niggas leave. I'm like, that shit was weird than a bitch. And like at that moment, I was like, I think it's something up with this nigga, but I don't know what it is. A couple of weeks fast forward at work and Dave stopped showing up at work. Like, awesome, right around payday shit. Dave gone for, like, two, three days. You're like, the fuck? And he shows back up. And, like, you know, she look a little off. But, like, everything pretty much regular type shit. Man, it must have been the next time we got a paycheck. I never saw Dave again. And the thing that make it even crazier about Dave, I used to, I wasn't seeing Dave. I hadn't seen Dave in weeks. And then I was sitting outside on my porch one day. And this is how, you know, I hadn't seen Dave in weeks. Because if y'all follow the podcast, you know the apartment I lived in when I sold cars. I only lived there for like three months because we kept throwing parties and got evicted. And then we had to find a new spot. At the new spot, I'm sitting on the porch at the new spot on 12th and Euclid. Looking down the street. And I see Dave's car driving down 12th with two niggas who obviously sell crack in the front. And I'm like... Wow, you a motherfucking crackhead just like my uncle. I should have goddamn known. Bruh, never seen that nigga again. No, I did see him one more time. I seen him one more time, like a few months later. And I don't even remember where I seen him. But he ain't have on nothing but a white beater and some dirty ass clothes. And he was, he, he looked smoked out. I was like, see, Dave's a crackhead. So, you know. As every real nigga story time likes to have a moral, the, the, the 18-year-old me, for those of you who listened to the paid episode and y'all heard how naive 18-year-old me was about Steve, 18-year-old me picked up on Dave pretty quick. It only took one encounter with Dave where I was like, I, I got my Judge Mathis on on that one. I know a crackhead when I see one. <laughs> All right, y'all. So every once in a while, this post will float around. And I've seen different variations of it on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter or whatever. And essentially, the gist of it is like, it'll be like a black dude saying like, it's like different. There's different variations because there's one where it's basically like, it's basically just like a justification for like not fucking with black women. It's like black women didn't fuck with me because I wasn't cool or because I watched anime or because whatever. And then it'll either be like, and now they mad that I fuck with white women or now that I'm grown and have all this money. Now, all of a sudden they attracted to me and I don't fuck with them still. Uh, And to me, that is just representative of like 
kind of like the bitches niggas on the planet to me. Like, I don't know. Like, that shit is just, that shit is gay as fuck to me. And not in the, I got to stop saying shit is gay to me because it's like, you know, that's supposed to be indicative of bad, you know. I'm trying to be more elevated. That's why. Anyway, that shit is fucking weak, though. Like, the, the thing about it is, is, and it's crazy because I I don't it's 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 an argument that's like in poor it's in it's in bad faith and it's just in bad t- it's just trash. It's just a trash ass argument. Um and I I feel that way because I used to fuck with white girls a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like younger me used to fuck with white girls all the time. And I I don't know that I guess this is the thing. Because these niggas be almost trying to like play victim in the situation. Like, you know, I, I just like who like me, whatever, whatever, which I can attribute that to a little bit, you know what I'm saying? When you younger, you know what I'm saying? Like you kinda like but it's not like you like who likes you. You just lazy and young and like whoever is like literally like showing you the most, you know, attention or whatever. Like you're just going to take that because it's, it's it's easy. It's like low hanging fruit type shit. Right. Um, But like the idea that like. Black women didn't fuck with you when you was younger because. I guess what it is is that it just it assumes that all black women fall into like one category of black women. Like there are absolutely black women who like not checking for niggas who like on some nerdy I watch anime shit. But there's like also black women who was nerdy and watch anime and shit. Anytime you see the argument pop up, one of the first things you'll see is black women on there like beating the drum that these niggas didn't fuck with them. Like, yeah, y'all say you know, they like the girls who you was fucking with didn't want to fuck with you. It was plenty of girls who you wasn't interested in because we didn't meet whatever little standards you had, which is probably more accurate than not. Niggas is so shallow in high school. It's crazy. It's crazy how shallow niggas be in high school. You be in high school a whole ass not fucking with a bitch who you fuck with heavy because of what the homies are thinking. Niggas be, I've talked about this before. Niggas do that shit into adulthood, but like middle school, high school, oh, that shit is crazy. It's really, it's really unbelievable. I wish I could off top of hand come up with a, tell y'all a story where this happened. And I can't believe I can't because it's happened so many times. It's fucking ridiculous. But anyway, the whole situation or whatever it just made me think of my own personal experiences. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my baby mama's black. And even even then, it's crazy how, like, the place you grow up in conditions you to look at people a different way. Because I didn't start looking at my baby mama as black until I got grown. I will always tell you that my baby mama is mixed, as though that's really a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you mixed, you black. Like, you just a nigga. You just nigga light. You know what I'm saying? There's really no point in even... I won't say it's no point. It's it's just not, though. Not in the way that I was looking at it. Because... 
And not in a way that a lot of people look at it because my baby mama is black, but because she's mixed, motherfuckers still used to say, like, Audre don't really fuck with black girls. But, like, I literally have a baby with a black girl. But whatever. <laughs> um, but I would say the what I used to always say when I was younger is not, not necessarily that you know, I be fucking with these white girls because black girls don't fuck with me. I used to say that, and I don't even know if this is true or not, but what I used to say when I was younger was like, black girls just kind of see through my bullshit a little bit faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I be trying to fuck with the girls, you know what I'm saying, from my community looking at us, they like, yeah, you're an you're a ain't shit nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just trying to fuck with me. You're trying to run the streets and shit. I, I'm watching how you move. It's real obvious. And that's why... It's crazy because a lot of my closest friends were black women, but, like, they wasn't fucking with your boy like that. Now, I'm not talking about all black women. I'm saying, like, these particular black women I'm talking about. Most of the most of the black women who I consider really close friends of mine, I mean, make no mistake. You, I'm a nigga. You know what I'm saying? When I meet a girl, especially if she's attractive, like, off the rip, until I find out that that's not an option, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to smash. And it's like, oh, okay, you're not trying to clap no cheeks. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Do you have other qualities? You know what I'm saying? That would deem you eligible for the friendship category. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, this is where you niggas be fucking up. You'll be trying to fuck a bitch and she'll be like, no, I don't want to fuck you, but I'll be your friend. And you'll think, well, maybe if I keep being her friend, she'll eventually let me fuck. And then she don't. And then you be. And that's how y'all turn into incels, bro. I swear, my nigga. Like, anyway, but. Then then y'all be pissed off. Then you be mad as fuck because you you wasn't really genuinely trying to be her friend. Where I would counter to you that my approach was always, I'm going to kick it. And if I find out you're not trying to smash, then I put my, put you into a different deliberatory category, deliberatory, deliberation, deliberate. I deliberate on your skills and qualifications for a different category. Friendship. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you don't want to give me no pussy, but you want to be my friend? Do I want to be your friend? You know what I'm saying? Not all girls make it. It's some girls who I meet them, and we talk for a little while, and I figure out, oh, you not feeling me like that or whatever. I'm not interested in you in anything other than that, and I go on about my way. And I just think that the world would be better if most niggas would just do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing wrong. With me and somebody with the intention on sleeping with them. But, like, if you feel that, if after you figure out that that's not going to work out, then just, like, move on. Just be like, oh, okay, well, shit. Or, like I said, I've come across some amazing friends by simply taking that second step before I move on. Before I be like, oh, well, fuck you then. I'd be like, I mean, well, are you cool? Like, would I fuck with you if you wasn't, if, you know what I'm saying? Would I fuck with you otherwise? And then sometimes I come up on some dope-ass girls and then we end up being close-ass friends. And then what happens 98% of the time is that I end up smacking one of their friends. And that is how I've always operated. You know what I'm saying? I've said this before in various instances, but I'm just saying this, that was just for the niggas out there. Like, you don't really have to hate these bitches for not wanting to give you pussy. Like, that's really, really weird behavior, to be perfectly honest. There's another way. There's another way. It actually is tried and true. You try it. For free. You know, I didn't even put this on a paid episode. If you young man listening to this and you like, damn, fuck these hoes. They don't never want to give me no pussy. And you walking around here angry all the time. That snarl on your face is why you're not getting pussy now. You have to rewind it to before you got all angry and uptight and shit. 
and you was over here just casting bitches away because they didn't want to give you pussy. Like they don't have any value beyond that. That's not true. Women are very valuable. They're great friends, loyal, supportive. You know what I'm saying? Women are really fucking dope. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, I was talking about that because early on in my life, my that process would lead me, you know what I'm saying, to having a lot of very close black women as friends, but like romantic relationships, it wasn't that way. Now, as I've gotten older, I've learned that that is in part due to how white women fetishize black men and how I grew up in Oklahoma where it wasn't like a ton of black men. And also, I can read a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm smart and... You know, they don't expect you to be smart. So, you know, I could just get around some white bitches and read the first few lines of a book and then they just start taking their panties off. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I was too young to be offended. Now, as I'm older, I look back at some of those quote unquote relationships and I'm like, you white devil bitch. You was using me. I was a phase. I was a phase to you. You don't even see me as a person. Right now, you somewhere laid up under some country-ass motherfucker voting for Donald Trump. I was... What? It was like you went outside to the field and fucked one of the slaves. That's how you treated me. That's how I feel now as an adult. But when I was young, I was just like, ooh, all these white bitches want to give me pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, yeah. I was like, fucking yeehaw. God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I... I didn't see how I was losing in this situation. So that's why I was fucking with white bitches. These other niggas could put it on the black on black women and like, oh, they didn't like me and I was they thought I was too nerdy. No, that's not true. I black women have always found it attractive that I'm intelligent. And it's in a different way too, because they actually don't put me on a baseline of I didn't think you would be able to read. You know what I'm saying? Like white women be already attracted to me because I'm intelligent before I've done any smart shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't even, <laughs> I ain't even done that this far. I remember one time, my partner, Freeze, he always talks about this. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, one time we was at the crib and this girl I used to kick it with, she was studying to be a nurse and she was like figuring something out or whatever. And she handed me her book and she was like, I'm studying for such and such. And basically she was like, the answer's on this page. And I read the page and she like asked me the question and I was like, well, this is the answer. And she was like, I just don't understand why you're not. In th- this is really hard. material." Like she was just blown away. But I'm like, it, like I didn't, you didn't cold ask me the question. You weren't just like, Hey, what is this? You were like, the answer's here. And it's, it's in English. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is an English book. It's not, it's not a, it's not in in German or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand why you're so overwhelmed by the fact that I could could do that. But, um, you know, even then, I was probably like 23 when that went down. I still, that type of shit has started to like rub me the wrong way a little bit. But I still hadn't contextualized why. If I'm being honest with you, like, it's so many white women where I'm from that in a, in a, in a situation like mine where I wasn't trying to really be in no committed relationships to nobody, when you're not trying to commit to nobody, you just like entering in all of these things on some like really quick and shallow shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of like what I was saying. It's not that black women didn't like me. 
And it's not, and it's also, I don't want to put it like I didn't sleep with no black women the whole time. This is going on. This is like, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here like, yeah, I fucked all the hoes and shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's only relevant in the sense of like how niggas be acting like a quality of them is like what keeps them from doing And like, like also, let me, let me venture back. I was fat as fuck in high school. I was like 280 pounds in high school. So it's like, I was big as shit. I had glasses most of the time. My glasses are thick as fuck. Only thing I got had going for me is that I was tall and I got pretty eyes. That was it. Your boy was down bad. Hey, didn't have a beard cracking yet. You know what I'm saying? So all the chins is there. Always had a big forehead. I'm bald now. So honestly, the forehead, you can't really tell how big the forehead is because you don't know where it stopped. Being bald really worked out for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was not just out here, like, on billboards in high school. You know what I'm saying? And that's why when niggas be talking like, oh, bitches didn't fuck with me and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you was just an extra corny ass nigga. And you still are. And that's why you think it's their fault. You know what I'm saying? Because I had plenty of, I fuck plenty of girls. Just off not being corny as fuck. And that's not even true, y'all. Like, when I look back at myself and the the like maturity that I've taken, yo, I was doing mad corny shit in high school. Mad corny shit in my early 20s. I was still a mad, like, I still had not all the way, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 32 now. It's easy for me to sit up in this mic and look at all these young niggas and be like, ooh, you fucking up. I would never do that to no bitch. Bro, yes, you would. Uh, I grew up in the era of sexual assault, bro. We was literally grabbing girls' asses that, like, for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you walking through the highway, you see a girl grab ass, and you gay if you don't grab it. So we was homophobic because we didn't want to be gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was trying, we was doing anything in the world to not be gay. You know what I'm saying? And then we was also misogynist and sexual predators because like, we'll, yeah, we'll walk up and just grab a girl up for no reason. Like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And the, the error was so wild that if the girl flipped out on us, motherfuckers would look at her like she be tripping. Like, niggas wasn't getting in trouble for that shit. And that shit was not like, oh, it happened every once in a while. Oh, we was only doing that when we was real young. Niggas was still doing that shit well into high school. You know what I'm saying? Now, that particular part of it was never really my vibe. You know what I'm saying? Not as we got older, like not after like middle school type shit, but not even because I honestly think it's because I started having women as friends early. So like my opinion of like what women thought was cool was different. It was just it wasn't even necessarily that I realized it was wrong. I just realized that they didn't like it. I'm like, oh, girls don't really like it when you do that shit. And if a girl fuck with you, even though you're doing that shit, it's just because she really fucked with you already. And if you just don't do that shit, she'll still fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what I ended up learning. You know what I'm saying? About the whole shit. Uh, I feel like uh, another thing with the whole... I don't, I think the whole like black women didn't fuck with me thing is just like a reason to be like, I don't really fuck with black women. And that energy is also hella weird to me. Like really mad weird to me. It's also, it's like that fresh and fit 
You know what I'm saying? We don't fuck with the Shaniquas and the Laquandas and we don't we don't play in the we don't go you know what I'm saying? Like what what that motherfucker say? Some shit like I don't fuck with the dark meat or we don't fuck with the darkies or something like bro, like what the fuck? And it's that shit's crazy too because motherfuckers think that that shit is they like, oh yeah, motherfuckers is just like that on podcasts and motherfuckers is just like that to try and get likes or to try and draw engagement. That's not true, bruh. I have been in so many spaces where men just outwardly disrespecting the fuck out of black women. You know what I'm saying? Like women in general, if I'm being honest, you know what I'm saying? But like the, I, I'm not really talking about that right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the unique level of disrespect from black men towards black women. Cause I don't belong to any other community. I can't talk to you about how white women and white men interact beyond what I've seen. And I do have opinions on that based on what I've seen, but I have zero experience in that. So for me to just really expand upon that with me being out of pocket, which is ding, 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 a lesson to all the people outside of my motherfucking community who feel the need to have all of these expert opinions on things that are ridiculously nuanced. And then try and compare it to some shit like black people say we smell like wet dogs. Who the fuck cares? I know I say that a lot. I just, I really like to get that one off. I don't know why. If y'all hate it, you could just tell me, but <laughs> um, it's just funny because it's like something I think that all, I, I literally only tell y'all that because it's something I think every black person on the planet knows. And I don't think many white people know it. So I just like saying it just because like, I just want to know your reaction. Like, are you like, if you white and you listen to the podcast, the first time I said that black people say that white people smell like wet dogs, were you like gasp? Like reach out to me. I really want to know what was your reaction? Were you like, don't tell me your reaction if it was like, well, y'all smell like monkeys. Like, don't, don't tell me that. Like you could, and look, I'm going to allow you your space to have thought that because I came for you and you didn't say it to me and you didn't say it out loud and you ain't shit for saying it. You ain't shit for thinking it. But all you did was, you know what I'm saying, in a moment where you got, where, where you might have got a surprise, you thought some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Correct yourself. Don't open that door. You can wash the dishes, though. Can you blow dry your hair in my bathroom? Mm-hmm. If you clean all the hair up. Nigga can't have nothing. <laughs> um, I'm bad, y'all. I told y'all I was gonna be recording the podcast one when the kids was here, up awake and doing shit. So you know, here we are. Um. Anyway, off of that shit that we was talking because that was adjacent to the point. What I was saying was the energy that black men have on some like. I don't fuck with black women shit is like real and crazy as fuck. So one day we sitting at the crib and me and Free sitting there and uh, we chilling and we kicking it with another nigga we know, Jordans, me, Freeze and Jordan chilling and uh, Free's wife come in, drop him something off or something like that, brought him some lunch or something. I don't remember what it was. She probably brought him some lunch. Shout out to Freeze's wife. My nigga, my my dog Freeze got a solid ass wife. She holds my nigga down. It's a lot of niggas who do not have somebody who holds him down like that or whatever. It, it 
It's dope. You know what I'm saying? Black love type shit. She walks out the door. Jordan looks at Freeze and with a straight face says, my nigga, you still fuck with the blacks? Y'all, Jordan is black as the desks that I'm recording to y'all on right now. Jordan is black as fuck. And that nigga was dead ass fucking serious, bruh. And he be fucking with some bad built ass bitches too. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, now I done fucked around and my bad, y'all. It's some some technical difficulties occurring on the FTS podcast this evening. We got childhood interruptions and TVs playing in the background. I'm sorry. We back on track. But yeah, my nigga was serious as fuck. Nigga said that shit like like you fuck with the blacks. Like, bro, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And that's from within us. And then you see like you see it in famous shit all the time. You see like you'll see music videos with like rappers, black rappers, all these bitches in the video, ain't one of them black like them. It's just like that's another thing, the whole like colorism shit, but I'm not, I don't even want to go into that because it is what it is. I just honestly, the whole reason I wanted to have this, this episode on this is I just think it's so fucking weird that niggas want to put it on women that, and they do it with all women in general. It's not, it's not exclusive to the black community. Like I said, it's just, I understand it better in the black community, but it's that whole, I keep calling people incels. That's not a black community thing. So if you don't know what an incel is, it stands for involuntary celibate. And they be in like these chat rooms on this wild, like all these bitches deserve to die because they be giving their pussy up to niggas who not me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the weirdest shit I've ever heard in my life. But I think that I just honestly think that there is a segment of the black male population that really is a little less. I don't know how to put it. Um, aware than we would like to think because a lot of that that self-hate you know what I'm saying it should be manifested in them coming for their own communities in ways as weird as fuck to a nigga like that that whole argument to me is just fucking dry as fuck and by the way I I'm gonna do a. I was talking to y'all about all the white girls I don't fuck with. Like I've had like a, a couple of white girlfriends, right? And like I told you, I look at the experience different now that I'm grown. And it's not like no shade towards any of them. It's not that. But one thing I'll say is that like motherfuckers that tell us they be like, no, nah, you better quit fucking with them white girls. You better quit messing with them white girls. And it's like more than one level on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like. It doesn't come from perspective necessarily of like white women are evil, but it's like you a black man fucking with a white girl. It's going to make shit like way more difficult for you than it has to be. You know what I'm saying? Like the world is going to be like, oh, you got one of the, one of them white girls. Like, okay, don't worry about it. That's why you, man, I'm telling you, bro, like the only way that you can have a white woman if you black and the world not really be too crazy on you is if they don't think she's attractive at all. She got to be like one of them 600 pound lifers. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll be like, oh, it's cool. You can have her big ass. But other than that, my nigga, they going to treat you different, bro. Like, and it's enough for that to be an episode. All the different encounters I done had with motherfuckers, the meals that they done tried to cook a nigga, boy, the meals. Uh, I don't even know if you can call the meals. I have 
oh man, my first girlfriend, my first white girlfriend, parents was literally racist, like hating it, like like dad says nigger a lot type shit. Like, oh, okay. Like, you know, it's it's a lot, bruh. Like, it's a lot. And you see my both my both my baby mamas are black women. And as of now, I just could not I live in Houston now, so I don't even know where the white people are. The white people in Houston are in a whole nother day, like be in a cave. I guess I could go find some at the rodeo if I went, but I work with some white people at one of my jobs, but even them, like the women don't really work. It's men. It's like the white women in Houston. It's like they got a secret society or something like that. Cause Houston is just so diverse. It's women of all other ethnicities around this motherfucker. I'm just really talking shit, but really it's not a lot of white people. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) Oh, I think that might be it. Um, We do have a white people do this this week. So I'm going to go ahead and get into that. And then we'll be the fuck up out of here this week. Okay, so... I know the rule on white people do this is that I only bring something on white people do this. If when you start reading it, you know that it's white people without really looking at it, right? Um, and and immediately off this story, I didn't necessarily know for sure that it was white people, a white person who did it. Um, when you read the story, now okay, so I'm gonna be honest. Let me actually let me let me let me retract that. I didn't read the story at first. I saw the video first, so I did know that he was white. However, if you would not have watched the video and you had just read the story, bear with me here. If at the end of this, you would not have been certain that this was a white man, then you just you just let me know. So if you haven't seen it, there's a, a video of this teacher in Indiana who basically sees this kid. He's got this kid wearing a hoodie in his classroom in the hallway. You can't really tell from the cameras, but then he like chases him down the hallway, snatches him up, pushes, pushes him up against the wall, and then slaps the piss out of him. And when I say that he slaps the piss out of this boy, like he peacocked back and followed through with that motherfucker. Like, you know, some spit came out that little boy's mouth, some snot. He, he snotted that boy. He... <laughs> Like, the, like, you know, if you ever pop a dog on the nose and be like, <laughs> that's what the little boy did after that man slapped him because he slapped the fuck out that boy. And I know y'all like, hey, 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 this is a kid. It was out of high school. So, I mean, like, he was at least like 14, 15. He's traumatized for sure. But, I mean, he wasn't a kid kid. So the fact that he got slapped was the traumatization part. How hard he got slapped, I feel like, is, you know, Fair game for analysis. And that's really all I'm doing is analyzing, analyzing the form and follow through of this 61-year-old grown-ass man who slapped the shit out of this boy. And he looked kind of small, honestly. When I seen him with the head of high school, I was shocked. I was like, what the fuck? I'll also be honest with you. I was curious as to whether the little boy was black or white because I'm just like, you know, I just want to know if this little, if this, I want to know if this 61 year old man is just crazy and unhinged or if he's a racist. But the video's got the little boy's face blurred out because he's a minor, which I respect because I mean, for real, for real, bro, like that's probably the most fucked up part of this 
is that that little boy is going to go around that school being known as the little boy who got the piss slapped out of him because that's all niggas is going to remember. And it ain't like they're going to be like, oh, you should have done something or nothing. But still, like, I might go to a different school. I wouldn't want niggas to remember me like that. I would have to do some other shit. Like, if that little boy grow up and burn some shit up, I, he got to get, he like, I can't be known for the hallway incident. That can't be how I go down. So if my nigga can't sing or dance or rap or some shit like that, if he not about to be the next Jack Harlow, I can understand if he start acting out, bro, because his parents got to get little nigga some therapy. Got to get him some therapy after shit like that happened. Anyway, so I'm trying to figure out if he's black or white. And to be honest with you, I knew he wasn't black because the article didn't say he was black. Once I start reading it, if, if a white man slaps a black boy, we going to know that shit. You ain't going to have to guess. They're going to be like, yes, he was. Um... It's going to be like racist clan leader teacher violently assaults young Negro boy. <laughs> this is not supposed to be funny. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway. But so anyway. I'm trying to figure out it, but I, I'm still trying to figure out if he's white. But then I take a closer look. And if you watch the video and if you look at the jeans and the shoes on the young boy. It's pretty clear that he is likely a Caucasian. I'm not taking this time to take shots at your culture or your jeans or your shoes, but you do buy your jeans and shoes at a different place. It's obvious to me. It's been obvious to me for years. I don't know where you're getting those, but uh, the clothes that you put on your kids is uh, often subpar. Um, That hand gesture that you see the African-Americans making with all four of their fingers closed with a thumb pointed up, Palms slightly raised, possibly at about a 45 degree angle, pointing at your child um, is a result of that poor department store clothing choices that you tend to put on them. Um, And and I'm, hey, listen, he might have been black and adopted by white people, but the clothes say white. Anyway, um, the reason why I knew after reading the article, even though the the teacher's name is like Wyzinski or some shit like that. And the video. The other reason why I knew that white people were responsible for this is because right after the incident, that nigga put in his retirement. They gave him his retirement. He has a 40-year teaching veteran, so he got his full retirement. And even when he was arrested for the incident, they let this motherfucker out on a $1,500 bond. $1,500 bond? My nigga, they gave me a $10,000 bond for a handful of weed. Weed. Not crack. Not drugs. Weed. Weed, which, by the way, in that same place that I got arrested, you could throw a rock and hit a fucking dispensary right now. And that shit was like six years ago. Oh, no, that shit was 2014. Eight years ago. That shit was eight years ago. So I knew he was white. And they talking about, oh, it's under investigation. Da, 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 da. They said that the little boy had a bloody nose, bloody lip. Like, I was laughing and talking shit about the little boy getting slapped up and shit like that. But no, really, he did get assaulted by a grown ass fucking man. And it's just fucked up because it's like, they're going to really not do shit to this man. They're really not going to do shit to this motherfucker. And, and this is kind of, I'll, I'll kind of end on this point. I've always said, that black people do not want 
the justice system to do to white people what it does to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we want to see motherfuckers get strung up for shit that they shouldn't get. But, dog, the vast inequities that we see are just so frustrating. Could y'all get something? I think they gave that bitch Kim Potter like two years or some shit like that, even though they recommended seven and the max and the minimum was like nine. Like it was like it was it was some shit like the one who killed uh uh right uh, Dante Wright. They it was like the prosec- it was like the minimum sentencing was like nine years, and then the the prosecutors were like, but we only trying to give her seven, and the judge was like, that's too much. Do you see that lovely white lady over there? Did y'all know? Side note, that that bitch Kim Potter was the safety, like, training officer. So, like, her job was to make sure that motherfuckers didn't shoot niggas with guns when they meant to pull a taser. And they're going to let it. Bro, okay. Now I'm getting angry. And this podcast isn't supposed to be angry anymore. So, and it's crazy that I can watch this 61-year-old white man slap this boy and not be more angry. But I'm just like, y'all want me to be angry about a little boy y'all don't even give a fuck about. And that's the crazy thing about America, right? Sometimes as black people, we got to be careful when we blow that racist whistle because they really don't give a fuck about many people. Don't, don't. If, if you white and you take that clip and you'd be like, oh, Dre said, you could eat all the dicks because most of the time we're right. But sometimes it's some shit they would have done to their own. They'd have done that shit to anybody. And that shit is wild to me. The school board, how could you send your kid back to a school? Knowing the school board watched the video of a man slap the fuck out your son. And then and then they let him get his check. Don't worry about it, bro. Don't even worry about it. But you know what's crazy is? I think that teachers have qualified immunity like police officers because they stayed employees. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I feel like they do. And if they do, I don't think that the parents can even sue him for any money. I could be wrong. That That's 110%. That is not something I know. Um, that shit is just wild, though. Like, what would, what would me and mine do? And see, that's the crazy thing, right? The way the American legal system is set up, he slaps the piss out of my son. He gets a $1,500 bond. I find him and pistol whip him until all his teeth are on the floor like chicklets. And then I'm the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not set up for us to win, bro. It's not. But anyway, that's all I got for this episode, man. I hope y'all fuck with it like always, you know. Uh, A few little things before we get up out of this motherfucker. I'm trying to debate what day I'm going to release the episodes. You got to go to the last episode. It's only on Spotify. The poll is only on Spotify. Uh, The last episode, all I got is just $20. It's a poll on that motherfucker. You can go vote and see when you want the episodes to come out. It's going to be one on Thursday. But the other one is not set in stone yet. It could be Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday that that second free episode comes out. So go on Spotify, hit that poll up on the last episode. Uh, you know, let your uh, let your voice be heard type shit. Um, also, I told y'all I was going to be t- tapping in with y'all and kind of reminding y'all this Temptation Island is going to start soon. I want y'all to watch this shit with your boy. If it's up, it's up to y'all. It's up to y'all. It's only like 10 episodes, maybe 11. It's only like 10, 11 episodes or some shit like that. Every week, you know what I'm saying? It'll just be a segment at the end of an episode. It won't even be a full episode. You know what I'm saying? Let, except until the reunion comes. When the reunion comes, I would do a full episode. But 
every but just if y'all want to watch it with your boy let me know i'm gonna put a poll up for that one too on spotify not on this episode not yet i'm gonna keep talking about it for a few episodes and i'm gonna put the poll up i really want y'all to vote on that poll because if y'all say yes then we're gonna be in that bitch together and i'm telling y'all temptation island is so messy y'all it's so lit though bro like just imagine you got this girl you've been with for four years I'll tell you some shit that happened on one of the last seasons, real quick, as a little teaser. The couple comes, right? They go to the other, they go to their respective islands. I don't know if you remember me telling you about it, but it's four couples. The men go to one island, the women go to one island. They each on their islands with 15 singles that are opposite sex. The first night, the first night. On one of the last seasons, Shawty came out the bag and let a nigga smack her. Like her nigga said some shit at the little, at the little shit where they all talking together. He said some little slick shit, and th- she's supposed to be on this island, not fucking motherfuckers. And the first video he got to see is a his bitch in bed with another nigga. They've been together four years. She didn't. She didn't let another nigga get the draws on the first fucking night, y'all. And they still got to live in the house for 30 days. And, and and then the nigga end up not fucking with her no more after like two or three days. Like, yeah, I was just trying to hit. So not only did his bitch give the pussy up on the first night, she got dumped by the nigga she gave the pussy to within 30 days, bro. Y'all, Temptation Island is wild. I'm just saying, y'all got to fuck with me on it. Anyway, anyway, regardless of whether y'all do that or not, man. I love y'all. I fuck with y'all. Make sure you tapped in with all the social media platforms. FTS Podcast on Facebook, at Fuck This Shit Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Um, if you have not subscribed for the $4.99, man, the link is in the, the show description. Uh, you can click one of the locked episodes. You can get an extra episode every week. Supports the podcast. Let's me buy cool shit to get us one step closer to all of our dreams and goals as a unit. So fuck with me on that too. Regardless, I will see y'all soon. Next episode type shit. I wanted to say I'll see y'all in two weeks. I'm so not used to giving y'all content this frequent. I ain't even know what to say, man. I'll see y'all in a couple of days. Y'all be easy. Vibe to Takis on the outro. Oh, matter of fact, go check out my nigga Takis' new single, man. Don't call Tyrone. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker is really dope as fuck. The beat on that bitch is crazy. Uh, my nigga does not just make theme songs. Takis is a dope ass artist. So you already on Spotify. You already somewhere where you can listen to this shit. Just back out, hit search, hit Takis up, jam the new single, and then hit me back and let us know what you think about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Until next time, I'll see y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. Ha! <laughs>
and billions 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 and